Amen. We're up to this, right? Amen. Okay. Well, we're going to try. As always, I have the privilege to come here and bring the word to try to do it English and Spanish. So bear with me. I'm not going to, every time I, I speak more English than Spanish, so, um, but I'm going to try to um, uh, speak both languages. So you, you have to be attentive today. If you normally come and start dreaming about if I'm left the, um, if I left something in the kitchen or something, today is not the day. So you have to be attentive because I'm going to try to speak both languages. So voy a tratar de hablar dos idiomas, así que tiene que poner atención si ustedes son soñadores. Hoy no es el domingo para eso, pero hoy vamos a tener que poner atención. So we're in Acts 20, and um, you know, we, we hear a great message last week. Uh, if we have a little bit of context, uh, you know, the last time we hear about our hero, Paul, la última vez que escuchamos de nuestro héroe, Paul, he was just uh, helped Eutychus Eutico come to life. You remember that? He was, you know, it was night. Paul was preaching uh, late night, and, you know, he fell asleep. I hope, I don't, you know, you don't fall asleep today too, right? Amen. Hope that not. And, um, uh, but... We, we were in that, and then Paul started walking and started going uh, through Jerusalem. He really wants to go through Jerusalem. Um, and, um, and we get into Acts 20, 17 to 38, and we have the scripture there also. And we have also uh, some interesting issues done with the uh, scriptures, but we hope everything will be fine. La última vez que vimos en la historia de Pablo, él estaba resucitando a Eutico. Y después él iba a ir a Jerusalén. Así que ahí estamos ahorita. So the purpose of today, and today is a long passage. So we're not going to go too deep into the whole scripture. You know, I don't know if Brother Drew did that on purpose in me, you know, because it's, it's a long and it's, it's, it's some very important things there. But um, we're just going to get some, uh, some insights from Acts 20, 17 to 38. Hoy es un pasaje largo, ¿verdad? Yo creo que hermano Drew lo hizo a propósito conmigo, ¿verdad? Así que vamos a ver algunas cosas. Purpose of Paul when he was called the elders. And if we go to Acts 20, and if we start to, I'm going to read it here. I'm going to read it here, so that way, Acts 20, 17. And if you uh, look that on your Bible, your uh, Facebook, I'm sorry, your phone. Yeah, not Facebook, right? And so, um, uh, or your tablet, whatever, Acts 20, 17. And we have it there, and I'm just going to read it here. Now from Miletus, uh, he sent to... He sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church to come to him. I'm not going to read, I'm not going to read it in Spanish, but hermanos, en español, Hechos uh, 20, 17 al 38. Um, si lo quieres buscar y lo quieres leer, mientras yo lo leo en inglés. And then they came to him. He said to them, you yourselves know how I live among you uh, the whole time from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plot of the Jews, how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable. And teaching you in public and from house to house. 21, testifying both to Jews and to Greeks of repentance toward God and of faith and in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now behold, I'm going to Jerusalem constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there except that the Holy Spirit testified to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. But I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish 
my, uh, my curse and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And now behold, I know that none of you among whom I have gone about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I'm innocent of the blood of all, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, uh, to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from among you, your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, therefore, be alert. Wake up. Remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I coveted no, I coveted no one silver or gold or apparel. You yourselves know that these hands ministered to my necessities and to those who were with me. In all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And when he said those things, he knelt down and prayed with them all, and there were much weeping on the part of all. They embraced Paul and kissed him, being sorrowful, most of all because of the word he had spoken, that they will not see his face again, and they accompanied him to the sheep. So it's, uh, you know, how much treasure we can get from all these passages. But again, we're going to focus on some important things. So Paul's purpose to um, call the elders of Ephesus, este es un pasaje largo y muchas cosas podríamos sacar, pero vamos a enfocarnos en algunas cosas. He, he wanted to cheer up the elders, you know, to see them for the last time. Él quería animarles a, 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 a los ancianos con su presencia. He wanted to instruct them about the dangers that they were coming in the future. Él quería también instruirles por los peligros que venían. He wanted to exhort them to be faithful in the ministry. Um, and él, él quería también animarles a que fueran fieles en el ministerio. And he, he also wanted to stay by because, you know, again, he was, you know, he was feeling and it may be the last time he was going to see these folks, y él quería despedirse de ellos, él sentía, él no lo sabía, pero él sentía en su corazón que era la última vez que los iba a ver. So, you know, Paul has one of the biggest, uh, uh, most precious ministries uh, in Ephesus. Pablo tuvo uno de los más grandes eh, ministerios en Éfeso, and he was able to, to develop a, 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 not only a church, but a group of churches, leaders. It was wonderful. You remember the, the you know, this, the school of Tyrannus. He was, you know, he was, he went to a synagogue. He started preaching the word. And some of them like him, some of them don't. And so the ones who like him follow him. And he started this school of Tyrannus. And he preached there for three years. And all of these guys went out and started churches. And, um, you know, uh, even Luke tells us in, in Acts 19.10, that all who live in Asia... The whole continent were able to hear the word of God, Greeks and Jews, because of this 
movement because of what was happening in Ephesus. Y la Biblia dice que en, Efes, en Efeso Pablo tuvo un ministerio increíble. Él, um, él eh, empieza a enseñar en la escuela de este hombre llamado Tirano y por tres años él entrena líderes y estos líderes salen y en Hechos 19.10 la Biblia nos dice que todo el continente asiático, imagínense, escucha la palabra por este movimiento que Pablo había hecho. Qué increíble lo que él hizo en estos tres años. So, um, so those are the, kind of the main things Paul is trying to To, to develop in this passage of scripture, um, you know, again, this was a beautiful growing ministry. Este era un ministerio precioso. So in Acts 2018, and we're going to go and, and start going, uh, uh, getting some uh, treasure from the whole, this whole package. In Acts 2018, and I think we're seeing that on the screen, right? I hope. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, be, we'll be playing here. But, um, and when they came to him, you know, uh, he says to them, You yourselves know how I live among you the whole time uh, that they find, you know, and I was here with you. And so, uh, and Pablo le está diciendo, ustedes saben cómo me comporté. So, these guys, these elders, you know, and we have elders too. And when we hear the word elder, we think of a guy with a long beard, you know, like Santa Claus. And, you know, like Brother Jerry, you know, he's a perfect elder. But, you know, elder doesn't mean an old person, you know, not all the time. But it means wisdom. So most of these guys were his, it was, it was Paul partners. They were, it was uh, Paul friends, you know. Uh, these guys were the pastors of the churches in Ephesus. Uh, the word uh, in Greek, presbyteros or episcopus are, you know, are, are similar words for, for elders. Um, and, and, and also, and, and you know, and sometimes also the word, uh, uh, the Hebrew word poemen, which means pastor also or shepherd. Um, And uh, in a practical sense, these guys, again, were the guys that Paul trained, the guys that Paul spent time with, and so, uh, so they were dear friends. Entonces, um, estos ancianos, anciano no es un viejito, pero anciano es alguien sabio, y Pablo pasaba tiempo con ellos, Pablo había invertido su vida en ellos, y estos eran sus amigos que él había entrenado por tres años y que habían salido a empezar iglesias. So, you know, Paul lived a legacy Uh, in, in the life of people. And, and, you know, we have to think ourselves also, what kind, of, what kind of legacy, what kind of influence we're giving to others, you know? Um, eh, and, and that in the Bible is called discipleship, you know? Uh, you know, um, we, can, we, can, you know we can give money to people. We can give uh, friendship to people. The best thing we can give to people is the Word of God. And, and you know, and Paul knew that. And, um, and you know, they didn't have much money. But he knew that he will change the life of these guys. He'll teach them. He will train them in the word of God. Y sabes en la Biblia nos dice que uh, Pablo les dio, no les dio dinero, no les dio solamente amistad, pero les dio la palabra de Dios. Lo mejor que podemos hacer por nuestros amigos y nuestra gente es darle la palabra del Señor. So Paul was very intentional in doing that. And let's hope that we are that too. Let's hope that we are uh, uh, invest in others. Uh, Do you have friends? I, I, I hope you have friends. You know, if not, you're dead because human beings are relational people, right? So if you don't have any friend, at least you're either dead and you, have, you, you haven't realized that, right? But I'm, I hope you have some friends and I hope you're, I hope you're giving them uh, something uh, then it will uh, leave a legacy on them. And again, that means the word of God. They may come to you and ask you for questions, problems, issues. So I hope God always come out in the conversation, right? 
Because sometimes we, 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 we say things, oh, I think you should do that or should do that. Let's hope our brothers or sisters who are here, then we are also uh, uh, telling them about, you know, what the Bible says, what God will say about these and those issues. That is important. Ojalá que nosotros estemos influenciando a nuestros amigos y a nuestras personas en hablar la palabra del Señor. Eh, ojalá que nuestras conversaciones Dios esté saliendo siempre. So, um, Paul is saying here, you know, you know then the way I live, you know, and how I serve you with humility and with tears and, you know, all these trials because of the Jewish people come against me. And Paul really have a you know, have a, a, a you know, a, at the end, that was the reason, you know, he, he went to jail, you know. These guys were mad with him. Imagine he was one of them, you know. And when he knew Jesus, his life changed radically. And, and now he was preaching Jesus. And these guys were always mad with him. And so um, if, we, if we continue, in, in, and again, you know, it's, it's so much in Acts 20, 20. Uh, and, and if we go to... Scripture, Acts 20, 20 says, um, um, let me read here. How, how I did not shrink from the current to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house. So, you know, um, he was teaching in the school of Tyrannus. And just doing that, you know, uh, if you remember that preaching, and I remember that because in that day, Brother Drew spoke and those guys took siesta you remember that thing, huh? And they, these guys in Ephesus took, they were eating lunch, something like that. And so when he says siesta, you know, I remember that, you know. And so, uh, but, but in the siesta time, you know, uh, you know, probably Paul was teaching to these other guys, you know. So, you know, and I, I probably I was not going to be part of this if I was there, you know, because I have to have my siesta, right? And so that's sacrilege if I don't take it. And so, you know, y, y, y Pablo estaba enseñándoles y, y el hermano Drew nos enseñó que había en un tiempo donde los efesios tomaban siesta y um, después de comer, casi como nosotros, y probablemente en ese tiempo Pablo les enseñaba. Entonces yo no podría participar de esa escuela porque yo tengo que tomar mi siesta todos los días, ¿verdad? So, um, so you know, um, he was teaching in the school, but also this scripture says that he was preaching and he was also saying that, you know, I always was testifying to Greeks and to Jews and, and publicly and in house to house. So one of the keys of the, this great movement, you know, I hope, you know, I hope we don't feel uh, comfortable. Well, you know, we have to have social distance here, but we have a lot of chairs there and we have a lot of space here. So, you know, we can put more chairs if you bring more people, you know. And I, I don't know what we're going to do if we have more people, probably go outside or something. But, you know, uh, the war is not, you know, maybe we, we have restrictions right now, but the war is not restricted. Right? The Holy Spirit is not restricted. And I hope you are, you know, I hope this, this pandemic is not, uh, not only, you know, it's not hindering you to talk to your friends and your relatives and anybody about God, you know, because the war is not restricted. You have to be we have to wake up and, you know, we have been so much in like, oh, what are we going to do? What is going to happen tomorrow? And media is saying all kind of crazy things and we don't know what to follow. Well, let's follow something who has been proved for 2,000 years who is, you know, is faithful and we can trust and is the word of God. And, you know, we, we, 
we're gonna, if we do that, you know, we're going to have a little bit of rest. We're going to have a lot of rest in our hearts. Um, así que, amados hermanos, confiemos en la palabra. Hay mucho lugar aquí, ¿verdad? Hay, mucho, hay muchas sillas guardadas. Solamente necesitamos que tú traigas a tus amigos y a las personas. Paul is saying here, I was preaching to you publicly in home to home. Why? Because for the first 300 years, ¿y por qué Pablo dice eso? Porque por los primeros 300 años, it was no buildings like this. You know, for the first 300. We say that too fast. 300 years. You know, think about it. 100, 200, 300 years. It was no church buildings. Everything was in homes. And, you know, right now when we talk and here, you know, we have, uh, we have city groups or small groups or, you know, call it whatever. But some people doesn't like that. Gosh, imagine, imagine living in the first or second or third century. They're going to have a hard time being Christians in those times if they don't like to meet in their home. Because that was the only, only choice. It was no buildings. When they say, let's go to church. Oh, yeah, it's in uh, uh, Drew's home. Okay. It's in Elvis' home. That was church. Now when we see church, we think the building, right? You know, and, and it's, it's, not, it's not like that. And, and in the year 300, really, the church institutionalized. And they started to build these big cathedrals. And really, that really hit the church. That was not really, that was not really a blessing. That really separate more the church. So, you know, it's, it's, it's biblical. Paul says, uh, I have been preaching in home to home. So, you know, one of our goals here, it should be, hey, we can have a, when, when are we going to open our home to invite our friends and maybe, you know, either have a small group, maybe watch a Christian movie or something. We'll, we'll start to see something incredible if, if you know, if we start to think like this first Christ, Christians. Y saben, en el año 300, um, antes no existían edificios de iglesia. 300 años solamente el cristianismo se llevó a cabo en casas, en casas. No había edificios, todo fue en casas. Así que si no nos gusta abrir nuestra casa, hubiéramos tenido graves problemas siendo cristianos en esa época. Tenemos que empezar a ir a las casas y, y, y ver cómo el evangelio se, se expande en esos, en esos lugares. Paul is, is getting, again, we're going, uh, we're going to go in, in, in the verse 22. says, now here I'm going to go to Jerusalem. And, uh, you know, the Spirit is telling me that something is wrong. You know, um, in Acts 20, 20, 21, 4, says the disciples would stay there seven days, and they told Paul in the Spirit, don't go to Jerusalem. So Paul was feeling that. The disciple was telling that. Hey, did that happen to you? That you may, you, that, have you ever gone to a place that you knew you, were, you didn't have to go, but you went? How did that happen to you? Oh, it happened to me. Many times, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share to you something. Um, you know, one time, and, and you know, he was going to, Paul was going to go to Jerusalem to do something good, you know. Um, well, one time, for some weird reason, you know, I was preparing to go to church. You know, in Guatemala, we would go to church in the middle of it, so it was a Wednesday. But it was something weird inside of me, like, you know, I don't know if it was, it was not like, I'm sleepy, I don't want to go to Wednesday. You know, you remember Wednesday prayer night, you know, you come and, and you know, and, and it was more like you didn't remember what 
you just come because of habit, you know. But, uh, but it was kind of like that. So, but it was something inside of me, you know, something weird that I have never experienced, you know. It's like, why, why am I feeling like that? So I just changed myself. I went out to church. I was very young in that time, you know, and I, I'm still young, just less young. You know, I was more young in that time. And so don't think, you know, I'm cut my beard. You'll see how young I'm. And so, um, so I take out and take a bus and, um, you know, I start going to church. And about the middle of the, of, of, of the road, you know, going, a guy sit right next to me. You know, we're talking about third world countries, you know, everything, anything can happen. And so a guy sit right next to me and he put a gun here, you know, right next to me. And he says, hey, give me your cell phone. And, you know, and when I saw the gun, I was like, oh, Lord, you know. And I don't know if somebody has put a gun on you, but that was something that he will freak you out, you know. And so, uh, so he put a gun, you know, and he says, okay, give me your cell phone. And I was like, I don't have a cell phone. Don't lie to me because I'm going to shoot. Okay, you know. And I was working in that time. And I was, you know, as a young, uh, you know, inexperienced, you know, we bought expensive things, you know, when we're young. And I was paying that cell phone. It was a Samsung, nice, expensive phone that I shouldn't get. And so, um, so I was like, okay, you know, I, I'll give it to him, you know. And so, um, and my, you know, I was ready to get out because I was ready to, you know, get out of the bus. But the, so I told the guy, hey, man, I have to, I have, this is my, you know, this is the, the place that I have to uh, exit the bus. And so he told me, no, you're not going anywhere. So when he told me that, that freaked me out more, you know, because I was thinking like, he told me, no, you're not moving. You're not going anywhere. You're going to go with me, you know. So that was like, okay, Elvis, you know, I hope you live a good life, you know. These guys are going to kill you, you know. And so, and I was more freaked out. I was, oh, Jesus, you know, receive me in your hands, you know. And so, um, so but uh, maybe three or four, five minutes later, you know, the guy, the bus stopped, and the guy just jumped out of the bus and run, you know. So I was, you know, so nervous, you know, and I, I went out of the bus and started looking for the police, and, you know, every time you need them, you know, you don't ever find them. They're always there, but... And I find somebody, and he went inside of a market. The thing is, I lost that thing, but it, it didn't matter, you know. But I was so freaked out. I was, you know, and so I went back to the church. And, uh, and I learned in that day, you know, then sometimes, you, don't, you know, Holy Spirit will tell you not go to some places, you know. So sometimes you feel weird, and, and, you know, and, 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 you know the, the Lord not only speaks to us through Scripture, you know, it's his main, but sometimes he speaks. He speak us to the Holy Spirit. Sometimes he speaks to us through other people, you know. And we have to be attentive. You know, life is not, you know, if we're living a good spiritual life, you know, we're not going to hear the Holy Spirit, you know. And I may was like that, you know. But I learned the hard way to be obedient, you know, when the Holy Spirit is talking to me. And I'm going to say some, that pretty quick in Spanish. Um, una vez cuando iba a la iglesia, uh, Sentía algo en la casa que no debía de ir, algo sentía. Eh, y, y, y por una razón tomé un bus, salí de la casa. Y cuando me senté en el bus, eh, el, se sentó a la par mío un muchacho, me puso una pistola y me dijo, dame tu teléfono, ¿verdad? Entonces yo estaba pagando ese teléfono, era muy caro, se lo di. Pero lo que más me asustó fue que él me dijo después, no te vas a bajar, te vas a ir conmigo. 
Y cuando él me dijo eso, dije, ya me mató. Entonces, um, eh, seguimos varias paradas. Después el muchacho saltó y se fue corriendo. Y yo me bajé temblando del bus, ¿verdad? Y yo sentí, yo sabía que no debía salir de casa, pero por necio lo hice y aprendí de una muy dura forma a ser obediente a la voz del Espíritu Santo. Pablo sabía que no debía de ir a Jerusalén, él sentía algo, pero igual él decía yo voy a ir. Él no lo estaba haciendo por mala cosa, a veces nosotros lo hacemos por, por salir o por algo, pero debemos ser obedientes a la voz del Espíritu Santo. If we, go to, if we keep following in Acts 20, 24, I haven't forget speaking English, don't worry. Be attentive. I'm going to ask you questions when we're done. No, I'm kidding. But uh, 24 says, but I do not count my life of any value. This is a good scripture. Sometimes we quote a lot, right? Um, Nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course to the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of grace of God. You know, every one of us is called to ministry. Every one of us. Everyone, you know, the Great Commission is for everybody. Go ye, make disciples. You know, just, we, every one of us is already being struck, being struck by the Holy Spirit. And so, um, we are men and women in a mission. We're saved to serve. You know, the Lord doesn't save us just to, you know, just to do nothing. Imagine that. Think about who spoke to you the word. Think about how many people were, were talking to you before you came to Jesus or before you came to church. How many people the Lord used you to brought you here? How many people you are talking to them about the same? Because if you're not doing that, that process is right now, you know, it's, 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 it's a stop. And that is, uh, that's not good. You know, others were faithful to us. We have to be faithful to others. Paul says, you know, my life is not pressure. My life is not precious um, if I don't finish this race. And Paul loved to use uh, sports uh, examples, you know. And, and, and Paul would say, if I don't finish this race, you know, the day you receive Christ, you're in the line. And Jesus said, go, and you start running. And you are, we all are in that race. How are you running the race is the question. And so um, eh, we, have to be, we have to be, you know, we have to be faithful to others the same way that Jesus was faithful to us. Um, and Paul continued, and in verse uh, 25 says, Now I behold, I know that none of you among whom I have gone about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. Therefore I testify to you this day that I'm innocent of the blood of all. And, you know, um, eh, Paul is, is, again, Paul is saying, hey, I think I'm not going to see you again. Pablo está diciendo, yo creo que no le voy a volver a ver. And, you know, he, he used, he used um, I don't know how to say this in English, but he used um, a Jewish uh, word uh, when he's saying, I'm, you know, I am, I am free of the blood. You know, when he says, um, I am innocent of the blood of all. And what Paul is referring is Ezekiel 3.18. You know, when, when, and that was common to, to Hebrew people, you know, they, you remember, you know, in the Old Testament, you know, cities were 
uh, enclosed by walls, you know, and they have people uh, who were in the walls, you know, and uh, their, their job was to, uh, you know, to tell them if there was an army coming or, or something, they have to shout, they have to probably play a trumpet or something, make, make a loud noise, you know, and say, hey, you know, this so-and-so army is coming. That was their job. Ezekiel 3.18 says that we all are like that right now. And if we don't do that, you know, their blood from their hands, and it's right there, it said to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way in order to save his life, that wicked person shall die for his iniquity, but his blood I will require from you. And so it's, 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 you know, again, we are running the race. And Paul is using that as an example to tell him this, you know, I'm free of, of this blood. I have spoke to you everything that I was needed to do. Hey, can we say that today from our friends? And I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not telling you go and preach every day. Nobody will want it to go with you. You know, if you're preaching in, okay, let me tell you, I'm going to tell you the word of God, you know. No, I'm not telling about, yeah, about that, but the way you live, the way you talk, the way you are will tell others the difference. Can people see any difference in us? Or, 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 or cannot, you know? Can they, can, they, can they see anything, you know, in us? And let's hope that we are influence others. You know, all this Paul is telling them, you know, I, I have declared you the whole concept of God. I'm free of the Lord in my hands. Paul is telling them, I was very intentional. Let's hope we are the same today. Um, you know, Paul is talking to you here kind of strong to his former friends. You know, he's, he's talking here in a strong way. Pablo está hablando en una forma fuerte. Then I, I will, I will teach, I will, I'll tell you all the purpose of God. You know, when God gave us a vision, when he, when he uh, teaches something, you know, we talk, you know, we talk about what is important to us. Uh, I remember when I was in high school, you know, and somebody bought a, uh, you know, how, how many of you remember Reebok pump tennis shoes? You remember those? You know, that you, how many of you remember those? Yoo-hoo, I hope, you know. I was in Guatemala. I have an aunt here who sent me a pair of Reebok pump to Guatemala. Almost nobody have those there because they were very expensive. And that type, the model of shoes, it, they were not selling that there. Oh, man, so I was there, you know. I was the hero, you know. I was there with my Reebok pump, you know, and in high school, you know. And so, and everybody was like, oh, man, how awesome, your tiny shoes, and oh, great. And I was like, you know, you know. And so, um, you know, I, I, I think you can get, you, you can still get some on eBay, you know. But they were cool. And I was the coolest because, you know, somebody sent me some Reebok pump from the United States. People talk about, so we talk, oh, they talk about tennis shoes. They talk about sports. We talk about what is important to us. I hope the Lord is important to you. And I hope you are talking, you know, about others, about hope in this season, you know. Oh, so many people is hopeless. 
So many people decide, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to die. And let's hope that we are being encouraged, an encouragement to others. Let's hope, you know, and, and let's hope that we're not saying, oh, okay, I'm going to pray for you. We, we say that, right? And sometimes we don't even pray, you know. And so um, we have to, you know, we talk about things who are important to us. And um, somebody says in one of the greatest um, success of the devil in this century is that nobody talks about him anymore. You know? So he, he has win. Nobody talks about the devil. Nobody talks about hell. We talk a lot about love and heaven. Oh, Jesus loved me. Yes, I know. For the Bible tells me so, right? We, we, we don't, you know, and so somebody has said that, you know, nobody talks about the devil. Nobody talks about hell. Nobody talks about the punishment of God. We have to talk about the love, you know, but also we have to talk and learn about then, you know, God is just, then, you know, one time is going to be a punishment. It's going to be a job, you know, then it's going to be, uh, you know, a punishment for all who didn't believe in him. We, we want more people to come to church. We want more disciples and more leaders and more churches. We have to leave the process of God daily. We cannot think, my brothers and sisters, that, that only the love. Yes, the love is important. But, you know, with love, it has to be instruction. It has to be processes. Um, you know, it's not true. Then all you need is love. You know? Um, it, it is. It is. But also, we need to learn process. And we need to, for example, you know, again, discipleship is a process. You have to be intentional. You have to talk to people. If you tell them, I love you, I love you all day, you know, that's not going to help them grow. You have to talk about all kinds of different things. And Paul is his emphasizing. I teach you the whole counsel of God. You know, um, it's great that we're studying the book of Acts. But let me tell you, um, it's time to start living the book of Acts. It's, 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 you know, it's time to start doing what the Christians in the book of Acts were doing. It's time to speak to us the way that these guys were speaking to others in the book of Acts. Uh, you know, um, it's time to start open our houses and do the same thing these guys were doing it. And, you know, if we start doing that, we will start to see the miracles that these guys were seeing in the book of Acts. Oh, we don't see that in our days. Yeah, we have to, you know, we have to not only learn, we have to start doing the things these guys were doing. So now... And this was just an introduction. Oh, my God, really? It's the introduction of the passage. But I'm going to go very quick. What time is it? 11.26. Great. Four things we, have, we find here in this passage. That was the introduction, really. And all the commentaries I read about, they say that. Esa era solo la introducción. Ahora vamos a entrar al pasaje. Four things. First of all, he exhorted them to do four things. If you're going to remember, remember this. Four things Paul tells them. First, he exhorted them. To take care of themselves and the church. First of all, and we are, you know, in Acts 20, 28. And verse 28 says, pay careful attention to yourself. We get to the, right? Pay careful attention to yourself. Can you say that to the one next to you? Even if you have, just say it, you know. Oh, that's, a, that's, that's not a good idea right now in, in separation and pandemic, right? 
Well, say that to yourself. Pay careful attention. You have to, you have to, Paul says, you know, open your eyes. Be careful. And, um, you know, uh, you have a standard to fulfill. You have a, you know, why, why is Paul telling this guy? Why is Paul telling to us today we have to take care of ourselves? Well, you know, because he knows the devil is always looking to attack us. You know, he mainly attacks our senses, our eyes, our ears, our touch. That's the way the devil goes easily. You know, the devil is not going to come to you in a red dress with horns and a big fork, you know, <laughs> he knows you're going to run, you know. Um, he will attack what you watch. He will, he will influence when you're hear, what you're hearing. Uh, be careful. Paul is telling these guys, be careful of what you're seeing, what you're hearing. We are responsible for, you know, for our spiritual life. Pablo les está diciendo, tengan cuidado. De lo que están haciendo. Pablo, estamos leyendo en el 28. Mirad por vosotros y por todo el rebaño que el Espíritu Santo os ha puesto por obispos. First uh, Timothy 4.16 says, be careful of yourself and the doctrine. You know, uh, Paul is telling them, not only be careful of yourselves, but also he's saying of everybody else, of all the flock. You know, because in the, in the scripture says, Christ has winned them with their own blood. So, you know, this gives value to everybody, right? Uh, the value of a person, you know, is not measured by their social status or how many money they make or how, how, how big of a house they have or their color of their skin. Uh, every soul is important because Christ has paid him with his blood, with his life. And we have to... Be intentional with that, you know. Uh, we have to, uh, you know, we have to remember that, you know. Todas las personas son importantes para Dios porque Él ha pagado con su sangre el precio de la iglesia. No, no por el estatus el social, los ingresos, el tamaño de su casa o su color de piel. Cada persona es importante para Cristo porque Él dio su vida. So, the first thing was He exhorted them to take care of themselves and to take care of others. Uh, uh, let's hope. Then if we don't see somebody today, if you don't see somebody from your small group, let's hope that you will call them or text them or something, right? Because, you know, we have to be, you know, if we don't care for us, who is going to care? You know? If we don't, you know, and, and we're saying, oh, you know, but I'm waiting the pastor to call me. Oh, no. You know? That's, that's not, you know, the Bible says every one of us is capable. You know, we're capable of sending hundreds of text messages daily, right? Well, let's be intentional. And also, you know, Paul is telling this guy, care about others. You know, if you don't see somebody, if you don't see your friend here today, you know, don't do it right now because you're hearing the word of God. But when you get out, when you're eating lunch, hey, you know, are you okay? Are you still alive? You know, <laughs> what are you doing? You know, um, eh, so let's care, let's be careful with us. You know, and also, uh, you know, about others. You know, I have, I, have gained, I, have gained, I have gained a little bit of weight, you know, in this pandemic, you know. Just being inside, you know, too much gorditas and tacos and all those good things, you know. My clothes start to, this thing doesn't want to close, you know. So we have to, we have to care about ourselves, right? 
Amen? We have to be careful. You know, I'm running from coronavirus, you know, because, uh, you know, um, let's be careful. Some people, this is still in denial on this thing, right? No, this is a lie. This doesn't exist. You know, and people is dying. People is getting sick. But they're still on denial. Paul says, you know, take care of you. And also, take care of others. Second thing, he's exhorting them to defend and protect the church. Um, and he's getting excited for me. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. You know, uh, Paul is using metaphors here, flock, uh, shepherd, you know, sheep, because, uh, and, and Jesus used also that term for us, um, you know, and this is very important because, uh, you know, uh, false teaching, you know, here it says in the 29, it will be internal, and the, the verse 30 says it's going to be external, and it's very easy for sheep to get steal, to get damaged, and it's, it's sad. In, 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 in Middle East, wolves were among the biggest enemies of the sheep. This constitutes a great threat for shepherds and leaders and people because we cannot take out the eyes from others. You know, um, Paul is saying here, then we have to be careful. And he's saying here, after my departure, fierce wolves. And, and, and we're going to be uh, serious here a little bit. Um, you know, and how they're going to attack us? If you, if you hear, if you see that, it says here, uh, I'm from among yourselves, we are as men. And the way these wolves will try to destroy the church uh, or to start to destroy us, here Paul is telling us, is um, by speaking Speaking twisted things. So we have to be careful. That's the way they're doing. They were per, they're, gonna, they're going to pervert what is good. And you have to be, you have to be careful with, with certain kind of people. And folks, let me tell you this. We all going to have questions. Maybe from a preaching, you're not going to have any questions. But maybe from Pastor Drew. You will, you know, maybe not. But it's, it's okay, you know, reach to him. Talk to him or to anybody who come and speak the word. But be careful, you know, when you're getting out or in a small group or as you're eating and, and you know, and somebody starts saying, you know what? I don't, you know, I, I don't like what the pastor said today. Be careful with that. Because, uh, you know, I believe this, so, 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 and blah, 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 blah. Paul is telling us, be careful with that. It's nothing wrong to have questions. Go and ask the guy. But don't talk about him behind him. Right? Because that's the way people will try to take you out from church. That's the way the devil will try to, you know, take you out, not only speaking with friends, but watching things on TV, you know, twisted things. So if you have a question... The Lord has gave us a lot of, you know, good pastors who have answered all those questions. But please be careful because the way fierce wolves attack 
And maybe if you have done that, you know, without an intention, it's okay. But there will be others. And, and, and you know, the word says here, then among us. Maybe you're sitting right now a fierce wolf, you know. Don't, 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 don't see him, you know, because of his beard. He looked like a wolf, you know. But, or maybe smell like a wolf. But, you know, the Bible says they're going to be among us. And that is, uh, we have to be careful. If we have questions, great. If we don't understand something, great. But be careful because the way wolves operate in churches is then, you know, they'll talk to you. You know what? I don't like what the preacher says Sunday, you know, because blah, blah. And, and you know, you, you, you tell him, go and, and ask him. You know, um, you know, I have made mistakes sometimes. Let me tell you, I was always preaching in Mississippi. I was saying, okay, I will see if, if these guys are putting attention to me. So I was talking about Mary, the mother of God. But just to check on the congregation, uh, every time I was referring to Mary, I said, Mary Magdalene. Nobody told me anything, you know. So I don't know if they were hearing or they were sleeping. I hope you're not sleeping like Eutychus, you know. But I was talking about Jesus, the mother of God, and sometimes I said, Mary Magdalene. Nobody say anything. And I was just, I was just testing the congregation. You know, sometimes, and sometimes we, we will make, you know, honest mistakes. Um, you know, um, sometimes our pastor, you know, you know, may say something heretic. No, right? But, uh, but you know, um, we have to be careful with people who twist things. And, you know, and, and they're not, you know, again, you know, if we're not. And let me, let me tell you this. I have to read you this. And, you know, this is a joke in English, so I hope I've said it right. This guy was being interviewed by a pulpit committee. And, you know, the group of elders, you know, asked them, okay, you know, tell us the best uh, story you know from Scripture. So this guy said, okay, I'm going to, you know, I like this. And he says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus who went down to Jericho by night. And he fell upon stony grounds and the thorns choked him half to death. The next morning Solomon and his wife Gomorrah came by and carried him down to the ark of Moses to take care of. But as he was going through the eastern gate into the ark, he cut his hair in limbs and he hung there for 40 days and 40 nights. And he afterwards did hunger and the ravens came and fed him. The next day the three wise men came and carried him down to the boat and he caught a ship to Nineveh. And when he got there, he found Delilah sitting on the wall. And he says, chunk her down, boys, chunk her down. And they say, how many times shall we chunk her down? Till seven times seven. And he says, nah, 70 times seven. And they chuck her down 490 times. And she burst, she burst asunder in the midst. And they pick up 12 baskets of the leftovers. And in the resurrection, Whose wife shall she be? You know? And so, and, and I have it in Spanish, and it's so, it's so crazy, this story. But I'm not talking about those mistakes. Those are little mistakes, you know? So the pulpit committee says, fellows, you know, we should have called him to be our minister. He's awfully young, but he sure does know the Bible. You know? <laughs> so if you don't understand, I can give you, you know, the sermon at the end. But uh, let me read it, you know, let me read this in Spanish. Dice, a la mañana siguiente esta historia. 
Salomón y su esposa Gomorra vinieron y lo llevaron al arca para que Moisés lo cuidara. Pero mientras atravesaba la puerta del este hacia el arca, se agarró el cabello en una rama y estuvo allí 40 días y 40 noches. Y después tuvo hambre y vinieron los cuervos y lo alimentaron. Al día siguiente los tres magos vinieron y lo llevaron al muelle y tomó un barco a Nínive. Y cuando llegó allí encontró a Dalila sentada en la pared. Él dijo, tírenla muchachos, tírenla. Y ellos dijeron, ¿cuántas veces la vamos a tirar? Hasta siete veces siete. Y él dijo, no, pero setenta veces siete. Y la tiraron cuatrocientas noventa veces. Ella cayó, se rompió en pedazos. Recogieron doce cestas de las obras. Y en la resurrección, ¿de quién será ella la esposa? Y es una historia de un montón de historias mezcladas, ¿verdad? This is a mix of all stories from scripture. But uh, again, if we, if we come back and be serious a little bit, be careful with wolves because they're going to come out from us. You know, it's easier, to, it's easier to see somebody who comes from outside. It's less painful for us as pastors. Um, but sometimes, you know, the devil will use people from inside of us. And we have to be careful about that. Third thing, Paul is exhort them to use their resource, the, the resource they got. Pablo les exhorta a usar los recursos que ellos tienen. Dios y su palabra, God and his word. And we are in, in Acts 20, um, 31st. It says, therefore be alert. Remember that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. And now I command you, 32, uh, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Paul is telling them, you have everything you need. You have the word, you know, you have God, and you have the word of grace. And Paul is telling them, for day and night, I have been uh, telling you these things. Paul is telling them, be careful with the churches the same way I have, I have taken care of you. Paul was strategic and defined. He says for three years. Paul was uh, constantly care for them. He says, I did not cease. Paul says, I was vigilant. He was warned. He says, I, I warned you. Paul was personal. He says, I have done this to everyone. Paul was sincere because he says, I did this with tears. You know, and so our trust has to be put in the word, in God and in his word. We have everything we need necessary to edify ourselves and to edify others. And the fourth thing, then Paul is exhorting him. Y la cuarta cosa que Pablo les está exhortando aquí. Um, in, el verso, in the verse, um, gosh, I don't know what, I'm, what, what language I'm speaking, English or Spanish. And so um, verse, 30, <laughs> verse 35, in all things. I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Um, verse 34 says, you yourself know that this hand ministered to my necessities and to those who were with me. You know, in, in the New Testament, um, love of money is, is the main characteristic of false teachers. Again, in the New Testament, love for money is the main aspect of a false teacher. In the New Testament, amor al dinero is the characteristic number one of a false maestro. Amor al dinero is the characteristic number one of a false maestro. 
Paul was not that way, you know. Uh, he says, you know, I have work, I have teach, and I was working, uh, and he was trying always to help the church. You know, Paul mentioned here, it's more blessed to give than to receive. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really, you know, it's a lot right now. It's, it's a lot of opportunities right now in the season we are to give to others. But it's so easy to see just for us. You know, and, uh, you know, like, like the toilet paper pandemic, right? And people were fighting, you know. You know, you, you remember the toilet paper pandemic, you know, at the beginning of this? You know, we're fighting and, you know, and there's... I hope you were not involved, brothers and sisters in Christ, right? <laughs> you know, we, we, I have to see those, uh, you know, those pantries, you know, see how many toilet paper you have. But, uh, you know, people were fighting, you know. Man, you know, and, and you know, just, and, and, and it was, it was no reason to do that. But, you know, but it's so easy to focus on ourselves, right? Paul is telling the opposite. Christian life will, 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 Focus out, we'll care about others too. So again, you know, if you have seen in all these verses, Paul is telling, you know, check on others. Be careful with you and with others. You know, he's telling them a lot. And you know, again, he's talking with his elders about churches. But he also is telling some practical aspects that we, we can learn today. You know, Paul is telling these guys, you know, I have work. And he's blessed, he's blessed to give than to receive. Um... And he says, uh, so again, four things. We, 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 you know, we, Paul tell to these guys. He told them, um, you know, he told them, he told them to be careful. He told them, um, he exhorted them to take care of themselves and of the church. He exhorted them to, um, a, gosh, I lost number two. Bear with me. It's in Spanish, and I'm just translating to English as I'm speaking. So he exhorted them to defend and protect the church. Number three, um, he exhorted them to, you know, use the resources they have. The word, you know, God and the word. Rely on God. Pray to him. You know, I hope, I hope you have a good communication with God. You know, you, you, do you believe in him, but you don't speak to him? You don't talk to him? That's not, that's not communication, you know. Communication is a two-way thing. You speak, and the, 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 the other person has to say something. So we talk to God through prayer. He speaks to us through his word. And I'm, I hope you're having good communication with him. Espero que tú estés teniendo buena comunicación con Dios. Si no, no hay comunicación. Comunicación es cuando hay un emisor y un receptor. Tú hablas a través de la oración. Él te habla a través de la palabra. And number four, Paul is telling them, I exhort you to show my example. You know, I have, I have always helped the church. I have always uh, supported the church. I have worked. And, you know, God bless you, my brothers and sisters. I, have read, I was reading an article this last week who says that um, offerings and donations to churches have increased in this time. And, you know, I have been really amazed in that aspect because uh, the Lord has been faithful to his church, you know. Paul is saying that to us. Paul is exhorting us, you know, to always care about ourselves, others of the church. So 
you know, at the end says in verse 36, when he said these things, he knelt down and praying with them all. And there was much weeping of the part of all. They embraced Paul and kissed him. You imagine that scene, you know, his master, his friend, the one who, you know, the one who have trained them for three years. And, and you know, this group of people. And he says, guys, you know, I guess I'm not going to see you again. And it was so much investment, you know, from Paul. He was sincere. And these guys were literally, they were crying, you know. How good friends Paul has made in Ephesus. You know, a lot of people think about Paul about, uh, uh, as a theologian. And, you know, uh, and as a disciplined, tough person. But, you know, the way these guys were saying bye to Paul. It's showing us that, you know, it, it reveals us a, a tender and a loving heart. You know, it, it's telling us, a, a, you know, a pastor who loves his, his sheep and, and, you know, and they, they, they win him with his heart and so, and with love and also with instruction. And so, I, let's hope, my brothers and sisters, that um, we, you know, Let's hope that, you know, in the years we have been Christians, think about when I see this image about Paul saying bye to these guys, I was thinking how many times, you know, I was thinking, have we ever developed relationship with others um, this, this special, this deep? Um, did we have people that we have spent time reading scripture with them, talking about God with them, intangibles, you know, not gifts, no money, but sincere friendship comes with the word of God. Do you have friends? Okay, sincere friendship has to have scripture in it. If not, it's not sincere. You know, you cannot... Tell I love you to a friend and send them to hell, right? It has to be God in it. It has to be Jesus in it. Amor sincero, amistad sincera, necesita de Jesús. Tú no puedes tener amigos o amigas y no hablarles de Dios, sino hablarles de Jesús. Amor y amistad sincera también necesita a Dios y a Jesús incluido. So this doesn't, doesn't, doesn't have to be strange for us, for a Christian. It's called discipleship. You know, um, for Paul living, the, for Paul acting and doing the will of the Lord, it was so valuable. You know, it was worthy. All this, all this conversation is telling us, Paul is saying bye, and he said, I spent time with three years. And, you know, sometimes we say, oh, you have to meet in Zoom one hour, just small group. Oh, one hour, you know, I'm going to lose my favorite well, lose the Mandalorian. You know, I don't know what's your favorite, you know. <laughs> or, you know, I want to miss my soap opera, you know. So I cannot be with my small group. And even worse, right now they're telling us to go? What? You know, I'm going to go to Walmart and to Home Depot and anywhere. But I'm not going to go, you know. That's the way we're thinking right now, right? Paul Wildes is telling us ministry, serving others. Investing others, you know, is worth it. 
And Paul even is saying, is worth dying for it. You know, Charles Spurgeon say, say this this way. The gospel that you believe is the gospel who is worth dying for. And, 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 and Spurgeon starts to ask him these questions. If you have just a gospel of a moral life, if you think the gospel is just about, just only about moral life, you know, it's not, it's not a gospel worthy, worth to die for. If, if the gospel you believe is a gospel of uh, good works and save yourself, and it's just that, you know, it's not a gospel, you know, worth of dying for. If just the gospel of social action and serve others, but that is the only thing that you, that's the only thing that you think is the gospel, that's not a gospel who is worth dying for. If the gospel you believe is just about religion and traditions, you know, that's not a gospel who is worth dying for. If your gospel is Sunday only gospel, oh my goodness, that's a, that's a sad, that's a sad Christian. You know, let's hope that you're not only a Sunday only Christian, because that's not a gospel we're dying for. If, uh, if, you, if your gospel is mysticism and religious appearance, you know, that's not a gospel who is worth dying for. If it's self-love gospel, it's not a gospel who is worth dying for. If it's ecology, let's save the earth, and I'm for that. But if you just think that that is only the gospel, you know, it's not a gospel who is worth dying for. If, if, if the gospel you believe is just about, uh, if it's about politics and who's right and who's wrong, that's not a gospel who is worth dying for. If your gospel is about positive emotions, and when you feel excited, you do things, but when you feel down, oh, no, I'm not doing anything. I don't go to church because I don't feel okay. That's not the real gospel. That's not a gospel worth dying for. There was one time a gospel in the churches, then believers have embraced them in their hearts as it was life in their souls. There was a gospel in the world, then provoked enthusiasm, and, but also asked for sacrifice. Thousands of people hear this gospel and risk their lives, men and women, proclaimed them even as they were persecuted. And they were going into prison and they were dying for this gospel as they were singing songs. Is this gospel the real gospel? And is this gospel looks like the gospel we believe? If it doesn't look like that, we have to come back to the real gospel of Jesus Christ. We have to come back to this intentionality. Again, if we are learning about the book of Acts, we have to start doing the ways these people. It's not only about learning. It's for us as we close this week. So let me ask you this. How are you, how you going to put all this in practice this week? You know, this week I'm thinking like, okay, I'm going to be more intentional with my friends. You know, I'm not going to start probably preaching them straightforward, you know. Hey, you're going to hell if you don't repent, you know. But I'll probably start, you know, hey, can I read you a passage of Scripture or can we pray for you? And our friends will be like, what? What's wrong with you, you know? But I, I'm thinking I'm going to be more intentional with my friends. 
I'm thinking I'm going to start really, you know, thinking and finding ways to start discipleship others. You know, I'm going to talk with relatives. I'm going to talk with my pastor and say, hey, pastor, how can I start investing my life in others the same way Paul did with these people? That, that is just an example for me. I'm, I hope, let's hope that you have something from all this. Maybe you're talking with negative people. Maybe, you know, as we were mentioned, uh, you know, these fierce wolves. Maybe you have talking to people like that. You have to talk with your pastor this week. And if you have any questions, come and ask. There's so much things, you know, that we can put in practice. Let's hope that, you know, not only, let's hope that we're not only learning, but let's hope we're going to start living like the book of Acts. Let's hope that our gospel, it is like the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's close our eyes and uh, let's pray. And the altar is open. You know, we have nice altar. I have been in churches who don't have altar. Well, you know, the altar is for Christians. Do you know that? We don't have to, we don't have to open our eyes and see who's going first. You know, if, if, if the Lord has spoke to us, we can come and pray. Or you can kneel in your seat and pray. Um, and you can start telling God, I have, you know, my Christianity has been so empty. When I see this example of Paul and how, you know, how he was saying bye to his friends. Man, I don't think I have friends like that. Man, I have friends when then, then we go to parties. I have friends and, you know, we get together to play video games. But I don't have this kind of friends. And I guess you're, 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 you're telling me that I need to change my beliefs. I need to be more intentional about my friends. I have to be careful about some others. But I have to be intentional with my friends. Please, Lord, forgive me. If I have been a Sunday-only Christian. Forgive me if I have been just, just, just looking to be politically correct. Lord, forgive me if I have... If I have thinking then it was just about me. This scripture is telling me then it's really more about others. Because you will take care of me. The same way you take care of Paul. So forgive me, Lord. Help me to do more for others. Help me. Can you pray that today? Help me to do more for others. I have done enough for me. And if not, you're going you're gonna to care for me. But I have to start doing something for others. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. And thank you for your word. Thank you because um, you love us so much. Allow us, Father, to be intentional with our friends. 
be careful with us and with others. Allow us to remain faithful in the race. Then we start the day we receive you in, in our hearts. And if it's somebody here today. And he hasn't received Jesus as his Lord and Savior. And you think that you have been in church all your life? Well, that's not, that's not salvation. You know, salvation, repentance is when you open your heart. When you say no to sin and you turn against sin. When you receive Christ, you will be, you'll be sure that the day you die, you will go to heaven. Have you, ever, have you ever opened your heart and received Christ? Have you ever opened your life and received Christ in your heart? If not, well, today will be a great day to do it. If you're watching us over the TV and you haven't done that, let's ask Jesus to come into our life. Or have, and you can ask them. This prayer, you, don't have, you, you can do it as we do it right now, or you can do it later. But if you haven't opened your heart to Jesus, don't wait. The best life, the best time of your life is waiting for you. You can, you can make this prayer. You can say, our Heavenly Father, thank you for your life, and thank you for your sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. I open my heart to you today. To receive you in my heart as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of all my sins. Help me to do a, 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 a help me to do a better person. Help me to be a better person. Thank you for your love and your sacrifice for my life. Come into my life and make me a new creature. And I ask you all this. And if you did this prayer today, it would be great if you can share that with your pastor or your small group leader. And if you didn't do that today, let's hope then if you haven't done it, one day you'll cry to Jesus and say, Jesus, save me. Thank you, Lord, for your love and for your word. We ask all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.